Welcome to Weird World. Welcome to Weird World. Weird. God damn it. Weird World. Weird World. Weird World Podcast. Weird World. God damn it. Weird World. Which I can't freaking say. So I'm going to say those two words for me, please. Weird World. Weird World. That show. Dad, shut your mouth. Rachel, the Forgotten Daughter. Okay, let's talk about Satan. He was never. Oh. I want to be a science teacher. <laughs> uh, and we'll have to put a picture of Aaron's bangs on our. Oh, our shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> there you have it. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of Weird World. I'm getting much better at that. Today, Carrie, aka. Carrie is going to. I, I couldn't. Think of I wondered where you're going to go with that. I wasn't going anywhere with that. The same Carrie spelled different. It is. It is. The K. K I was waiting for one of the, the silent the inappropriate nicknames you come up with for inappropriate. Her. Inappropriate. All my nicknames for Carrie are appropriate. Yeah, Curry yeah, Wildcat. Curry Wildcat. Wildcat. She's kind of a wildcat. Curry Wildcat. What team? Let's. Uh, I'm Dean, no. by the way. I'm Aaron. I'm Jack. I'm Carrie. And Rachel. Today, Carrie's going to talk about false confessions. The weirdness factor here is that there's a lot of them, and there are sometimes some crazy situations. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, it's Carrie's show. Take it away. We're going to start off with a little story about a 16 year old girl. (laughs) This is in the year 2008. Whoa. In the state yeah. of Massachusetts. Ancient history. A young lady by the name of Nya Trong. Seriously? Oh, right. Yeah. Nya, how you, I'm not going to ask you how to spell it. N-G-A is how you spell Nya or Na, depending on what Did pronunciation. That? No, no the, not YouTube. YouTube. Internet has conflicting messages, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. Nya Trong? Yeah. Vietnamese? I'm guessing. Laotian? But I don't know for certain, because it's not interesting to the story. Okay. She uh, was being interrogated after the death of her 13-month-old son. So, yes, get it out of the way. She was a teenage mother. Get what out of the way? We're not assholes. <laughs> I know. I didn't even think about that, but go ahead. Wait, how old was she? 16. Her 13-month-old son. That's wow. <laughs> He's a year old. Okay. Yes. He's a year old. Apparently, she lived with her mother and Good. a few brothers, at least. Where was this again? Massachusetts, okay, the Boston mass. area. I'm fairly soon. certain. Okay. Um, the detective. This is the day after her son died at home. The detective had her in an interrogation room for about two hours. He's convinced she killed the baby, even though she continually denied it about 13 times during the two-hour interview. And he uses some elements of something called the Reed technique of interrogations, which is a commonly used technique taught to law enforcement officers and how to interrogate read. suspects and get confessions. I hoping it's how to read, but... Um, he tells... R-E-I-D. He tells her that he knows that, you know, she killed her baby and that she's killed before. Because, I don't know how long before this, her baby brother died. He asks her how her brother died. And she says, sudden infant death syndrome. And he, you know, says that doesn't even exist. That's not a real thing. She 
she smothered her her baby brother and you know either either she's guilty of kill of killing both babies or she's the most unlucky you know girl in the world her house is just cursed she's only 16 and two babies have died in her custody it's not not unreasonable right if you live on an indian burial ground it's a little bit suspicious what about her mother why is he accusing her because i guess she was taking care of her baby brother oh you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That is incredibly suspicious. I and I was a cop. Oh, okay. I mean, that, yeah. That's what was, I said. But okay. I'm thinking yeah, she's not the only one in the household. So well, why? Go under her care, though. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, her and and you know he says you know it's kind of understandable. Your mom makes you take care of all these babies. Not including, I guess, you know, she was often responsible for taking care of her younger brothers, even with their babies. So, you know, she's probably mad at her mother. He understands completely. Her mom is more to blame than she is. You know, and he says, if you just tell the truth, I'll, we'll leave this room right now and I'll take you to a social worker and, you know, we'll get you help. And then straight to jail for the rest of your life. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll be in the juvenile system and, you know, you'll, Ooh, you'll get best. help. Juby. You'll be away from your mother. He knows that she's already tried to run away from home, like in the past year, and um, and then finally he says, you know, if you just tell the truth, tell us what happened, then I'll I promise I'll get your brothers out of the out of the home too, because that you know her mom must be you know probably not. A, I don't know if she was abusive because I don't want to cast aspersions. Sounds like he was kind assuming of. that the but, cop was. Yeah, was she a single mother? It sounds like it. So then she probably had a lot on her plate. Probably working multiple jobs. Probably. for multiple children. So um, at that point, after only about two hours, which isn't very long from what I've read about a lot of these police interrogations, she confesses that she smothered the baby. Both of them? Well, she's, she's only being interrogated for one right now. The, the, her own child. Her own child. Yes, but at this point he's accused her of killing her baby brother yes. too. He'll get yeah. to that. So, but that's not part of this. That's not even so, considered a murder. What do you think? Do you think she probably did it? You think, girl, I don't know. Everything sounds right. I'm going to go with the fact that this episode is called False Confession. That she did not do it. Can't pull it over on you. No. The read technique that I alluded to earlier was trademarked, literally, TM trademarked. By a so-called polygraph expert. Uh, there's no uh, such thing. Uh, and has actually shown to be responsible for a lot of false conf- confessions mm-hmm. that have, you know, since been exonerated, which is how we know that mm-hmm. they were indeed false confessions. Yeah. Reed says his method gets, quote, better results than a priest. What does that but, even mean? I don't know priests were... Super good at getting confessions. <laughs> yeah, how do they know what results priests have? Because they can't tell anyway. Okay, people, priests preside over something called confession. I know, but that's what he's talking about. I don't like read. Every good Catholic confesses to their priest. Where did you say this? You can't. I said every good Catholic. Priests can't report what 
they hear in confession. Okay, Rachel, we're talking. He just means confessions. Period. Yeah, you can like, let things go. Like oh I, God. like I lied to my dad. I snuck a peek at you know a Playboy. Whoa, I, whoa, I, whoa, I, whoa, okay, I whoa. stole a pack of gum. Wait, are you confessing? You could just now. This is also 1950, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then a Nazi Geographic. So this re-technique has several stages. The first is isolation, which they did with yeah. Okay, now let's see. <laughs> which is actually ba- from the re-technique, which is what they do. They put people in small little windowless interrogation rooms. Like right. a porta potty uh, you know, it's a little bit bigger than a potty. I think all interrogation rooms. Can you imagine an interrogation room like on a balcony? It's beautiful oh, view. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, spacious, comfortable chairs. No. The interrogator usually tells the suspect they're guilty. The cops know it. They know it. So there's no point in lying. And then they float a theory of the crime, which in the re-technique it's called a theme. And this is usually supported by evidence or testimony from others that the detective usually doesn't really have. Mm. They're allowed so, to lie. Lying. And this is lie. completely legal. That's some bullshit. The only parts of... Um, I'm going to call Kamala after this. These, mm-hmm. these you know, coercive um, interrogation techniques that are not... What they're not allowed to do is threaten, like, I'm going to punch you, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to, you know... Yeah. Or, um, what was the other one? That's illegal for beat anybody you. to do. Put a hole in your head. Well, Shoot yeah, you. they can't actually beat you. But I forget what the other one was. So, um, what the other thing they can't do? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they it's it use their often. own family against them, like for bartering. But <laughs> they seem to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I do think well, they do aren't that. Certain yeah. confessions under duress not admissible? Like if yeah. the person feels threatened. I don't know. Like Probably not. They they can argue Hard that oh they would have said anything yeah. just to get out of that room. They would have said well, anything it, just well, to feel it depends. Safe. That's probably the whole basis for uh, almost all false confessions yeah. is that they were whatever. Coerced. Blank, coerced well, something. Yeah. So anyway, in her case, you know, the detective, as I said, told her that he knows she killed before her baby brother and um, and that he has a, he, he says he has a medical examiner's report on her baby that says her baby died of suffocation. That's a lie. The medical examiner's report says undetermined. So that again, that's completely legal. That's okay. He can lie, so he's lying about evidence that he has. And then in the final stage, he offers the wait, wait. You, you've gone through three stages. You've only gone through two. Oh my god! I want to know all three stages. I need to go. The retechnique. Isolation. We know you did it. The theory of the crime called the theme. I think you had. I, we know you did it. Part. That's different than isolation. Like well, a theory of the crime. No. I don't know that that's an actual. It's not. I don't have stage it's one, just, stage two, stage three. This isn't a. Damn you! I want to know the retechnique, Carrie. I think Why? you need to let that. Yeah, go. I just want to know the retechnique. Google it. This isn't. No, an you're supposed to tell us about it. That's the whole idea of a podcast. No, because this isn't about a podcast about called the retechnique. No, this is yeah. called false confessions. You can do a weird bit called the retechnique. <laughs> no one will listen to it. <laughs> Because, just be because I said he uses elements of the retechnique. Okay. I didn't say gotcha. he used every stage of the retechnique. Okay, what was the last one? Um, oops, sorry, Loki. I am not Loki. <laughs> not our dog. Children and pets are interchangeable. Same thing. You, you um, use the same thing to clean up their stuff. So. What? Uh, okay. Children and pets. Cleaners. <laughs> use it for 15 years. Yeah, but that was weird. I know, but kids and pets. <laughs> same thing. Oh, oh, sorry. So, I, you had no idea what I was talking about. No, I didn't. 
So finally, he offers an explanation for why she killed the baby when he said, you know, okay. when he talks about her mom, how it was understandable and it how unfair her, her, unfair her mom has been to her making her take care of all these babies and that it's more, you know, her mother is more to blame than she is. And then he also, and then there's also the, the promise of some sort of um, leniency or benefit. If you confess, he told her if she confessed right then and there, he would get her in the juvenile justice system uh, he would take her straight to a social worker and they would help her mm-hmm. and that it would actually end up being a good thing yeah literally mm-hmm. he said this this will be a good thing but that if she didn't confess she would immediately be charged as an adult with murder which isn't his call to make mm-hmm. so that's not so he's he's threatening and promising in order to get her to confess and then um when he said told her what he did about her brothers getting her brothers out um, from her mother and probably into foster care. That's what kind of pushed her over the edge. Yeah. And I saw the videotape. Mm-hmm. She like looked down. She's crying the entire time. She kind of looked down and just like mumbled, I smothered him. So here's what happened. She was lucky that her entire interrogation was videotaped. And so her lawyer was successfully able to get it suppressed. Partly because um, the detectives didn't allow a genuine opportunity for meaningful consultation with a parent or lawyer, which apparently in Massachusetts is a required element of Miranda for juveniles. Lawyer or or parent? Yes. Not both? I mean, Miranda applies to anyone. So if they, whether you're 16 or 66, if you say one lawyer, you get a lawyer. Yes. But for the additional step, for children that they they have to, in Miranda for adults you have to ask mm-hmm. they're not going to offer it yeah but it, it seems based on this that it's a required element in Miranda for juveniles mm-hmm. that they are given a genuine opportunity for meaningful consultation with a parent or a lawyer before being interrogated okay. and she, and did she not didn't have get that, that. Okay. no nope. and it was also clear from the videotapes that the detective was coercive and so without the confession, they had pretty much no evidence to convict her. The medical examiner's report says asphyxial death consistent with, but not exclusively diagnostic of suffocation. So, so the baby was suffocated, probably. Not necessarily. Well, they died from asphyxiation. That doesn't always mean suffocation. Yes. They could have choked they on a small toy. Airway. Yeah. Or babies in cribs with bedding and stuff. Yeah. You know, isn't that the main? Uh, isn't that the main way SIDS actually? You know, I, don't only, know. I know there's yeah. a lot of controversy. SIDS. I mean, what the what the cop said is not untrue. From what I understand, there has been a lot of quote unquote SID cases that yeah. were not really. You know, we're we're probably suspicious deaths. And but but there are SIDS. genuine cases where babies just die. Yeah, and, and, and there's no that. explanation. With the best parents in the world who do everything possible, but in this case, the day the baby did asphyxiate, so it got a some a blocked airway, a sheet. This is her baby, yeah, not so not the baby brother. Yeah, but here's here's more information about the baby. He had strep throat mm-hmm. and bronchitis and oh. a history of asthma. So he could have okay, a blocked yeah. airway and an asthma yes. attack combined. And an hour after his death, his body temperature was 101 degrees. Oh hell no! So he had, really so he had a very high fever. Oh, he was a very sick baby. And this detective goes straight toward. His teenage mother murdered him. This is a bad detective. This is terrible detective work. Yeah, that is. Sometimes it, it is as simple as 
just use your common sense. Yeah. It seems like uh, police do want to go with crime over not crime as, a, as yeah. just a, you know, that's their instinct. Spice it up. They should spice it up with not crime. I don't know, maybe some well, cops, if they yeah, have seen a lot of shit, they might be really oh, pessimistic. I, yes. I know what, but yeah. they should learn how to correct for that. Yes. They should. It's this, this, the the ME could have just gone, you know what, this clearly wasn't a crime. You think? Yeah. Right? <laughs> with 108. Baby. Well, with the history of asthma and bronchitis and asphyxia, well, not history of asphyxia. So don't I've I've seen this I don't know if other movies like that but if the Emmy doesn't rule it a homicide isn't it really difficult to investigate it as a homicide for the polypo? Apparently not because it's that undetermined. I know they didn't rule it a homicide. So that doesn't mean that's not true, Terry. Death. Well, because yeah. in this one case, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe if they I rule no it an accident or rule a suicide or rule it something other than suspicious or undetermined, then they can't. I've seen that word. I know. If the medical examiner doesn't doesn't rule it, like it's up to them, what kind of case it is? It's tougher to uh, exam. It's tougher for the police to investigate it as a homicide unless the medical examiner rules it a homicide. Well, I think yeah, I think they would rule it a homicide. I don't think medical examiners are allowed to. They're only allowed. I think what Aaron said: suspicious death, because they're not allowed to make judgments like that. I don't know. They're only yeah, I have no idea, so I wouldn't want to If you're a detective or an ME, shoot us an email. Or Snapchat lawyer. Snapchat us about... What's your Snapchat, Dean? So they can just Snapchat you. We need to get a weird Snapchat. No, we don't. No, 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 no. Loki can be in it. So anyhow, she was. the charges were eventually dropped. Because they obviously didn't have enough evidence to convict her without the confession. However, by the time that happened, she spent three years in jail. Jeez. Three years in jail. Was so juvenile Did she ever make it to a trial, or by then it was thrown out and never made it to trial? Never made it to trial. Mm. Because they didn't have enough evidence. They couldn't even go to trial. So three years... Just waiting for a trial? Yes. Last Did she ever get a bail set? Good lord, man. Probably not if she spent three years in jail. For murder? Or, or no. You, do, yeah. you can't get bail for murder. Who was her bail yes, bond broker? Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean. She yeah. said, afterwards she said all she heard was that they would get her help if she confessed. And... I mean, I don't blame the people who falsely confess when they're being coerced and harassed for hours on end and not being given their full rights. So tell us more about false confessions. So anyway, I read a whole bunch of research from the Campbell Research Group at Cornell University on false confessions. Apparently, police-induced false confessions are the number one cause of wrongful convictions. Mm. Shocker. Damn. Mm. And there's like three different kinds of false confessions. And um, when people... I have the definition since I'm always asked for a definition. She sounds like she's pissed. Like, <laughs> yeah, but do you have the stages? A false confession is when a person admits to committing a criminal act, usually with the story of how and why the crime occurred. Because usually you can't just say, I did it. You have to say how and why. But this is one of those cases where we probably didn't really need a definition. I have it anyway. So, and false confessions are really hard to research for yeah. obvious reasons. Um, police don't keep records of no. false confessions. They're hard to prove, and uh, so there's actually no known rate of, no known estimate of the rate of false confessions. 
Most of the research is done by analyzing DNA exonerations. Yeah. So it's, you know, obviously after the fact. And that also has its limitations. But there are also other ways of exonerating people. Um, and oftentimes they were convicted based on a false confession. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the actual perpetrator comes yeah. forward. They find evidence that, you know, um, makes it impossible that they could have committed the crime. They uh, break out of jail to find the real murderer and bring him to justice and therefore clear their name. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's well, super. in TV or movies, I'm assuming that's the number one way. Yeah. You... And then they just let him go. Yeah. And so it's, it's difficult to create experiments that would be ethical, obviously, and also and replicate the police interrogation experience. That would be unethical. Which is awful. What do you mean? The replicating the police interrogation experience on anybody. You have experimental subjects and, and interrogate them the way police do. No, no they're students. It's fine. You can do whatever you want for them. All right, right Stanford. <laughs> but so even with these limitations and the the fact that all the research is based on you know analysis of cases after the fact, um, there have been a, a lot of independent research analyses done, and they all um, generally have very similar results. Mm. That means something. The results being. The similar results being what? That the false confessions are the number one cause of wrongful convictions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll get into more okay. things. Um, so the types of false confessions, the first one is a voluntary false confession. And that's where, you know, like when there's a really high profile crime and the cops get 50 people calling them um, saying, I yeah. did that yeah. kind of thing. It's when somebody no, just knowingly voluntarily confesses to a crime they did not commit. That's super with, annoying. Yeah, no police pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually a, for a desire for notoriety. That yeah. should be a crime. That, uh, I agree. You should prosecute that person. But I'm just a couple of years. Just a couple of oh, years. Wow. But well, I, I disagree. I feel like the, the people who would do that would probably be like someone who's mentally ill and yeah. they don't need to be in the prison. Oh, then, okay, then they have to clean up stuff on the freeway. Are we compromised here, people? No. Perhaps they could, oh, they could be assigned to be middle class people's butlers. What the hell is so like happening? A, that's a like go away. I know, but they... Have they ever mentioned like, people who are threatened to confess to a crime? No, because that wouldn't be voluntary. Okay, poor people's butlers. Okay. How's oh, that? my God. Um, the other reason for a voluntary false confession is self-punishment for something else they did. Oh. Like, you know, I killed that other guy. So I'm going to confess to killing this guy. Just the first one. Are they stupid? <laughs> Come or on. to protect somebody else. Oh, sure, sure. Again, according to the movies, that's by the number one. Yep. The mother doesn't want the son yep. to go to jail. Have so you all, confesses. Have y'all heard of the half tongue killer? Y'all, we all heard half tongue killer. Who's it? Half tongue. I was like, what happened to the other half? She has a whole tongue, but she weighs a half tongue. <laughs> I thought oh, yeah. she said. I thought she said y'all, and I, that's she what did. disturbed me about she that. Did. She and, did. Uh, she, she confessed to rolling over on and mm. smothering her nephew. Mm. I think he was a toddler. At the time, I mean, to, get yeah. mama, to protect stick. her sister, who actually rolled over on her and smothered, beat him to death. Oh, yes, Ooh. and I it was assume. her child. Oh, it was. Yes. Lady? Oh shit! So I the aunt, was. the half ten aunt, yes. confessed. Yeah, to we'll call protect half- her sister. They just call her the half ten killer because they call it half ten. Well, yeah, and it's very she sad. Didn't kill but she didn't sad. actually kill him. No. no, she did to protect to protect her sister. But it was also probably a little bit self-preservation because she was literally bedridden 
and her sister took care of her. Oh, so she goes to jail. She's going to die anyway. Yeah. She just goes to jail instead. She loses a lot of weight. She gets fit. She, she has that. Yeah. That has happened. She oh, has lost a lot of weight. She probably got a prison husband or husband from prison because yep. they always do, and they I always. don't understand. Well, orange is the new black. Are you talking about the halftime killer? Yes. yes. We're saying what happened to her afterwards. They figured out that don't she ruin didn't it for us. Okay, don't ruin our fantasy. It's okay. Don't step. Well, obviously write a movie. they figured it out. No, we know no. the story. Later, after seven years, after she got fit, she's queen of, queen of the cell block. Hell yeah, she's fucking ripped. Damn right. Not just last week, she's fucking jacked. She had like six pack. Who knew you can buy protein powder from the commissary? What is it called? <laughs> commissary. Oh, no, she didn't. She just grounded toilet paper. Oh, my God. protein. I don't... Come on. Don't really? <laughs> really? Now? I you serious. There's no way toilet paper. Fucking idiot. <laughs> and then... Stupid. And then the last um, reason for voluntary false confession is mental impairment. Yeah. Aren't those all kind of the same? No. no. Okay. Ah. Mental impairment. <laughs> well, the first one, preservation. No, the first one he said. The first one was mental impairment, right? The first one was people was who desire just, for notoriety. That's not mental. No, the first one. The one he said, like people who desire for notoriety. No, that whatever. was the first one. With desire for notoriety, okay. self punishment for something else they did okay. to and protect someone else. Mental impairment and mental okay. impairment. But if, if if you decide to be notorious and go to jail for the rest of your life, I'll go to the death penalty. You're, you're probably a little bit mentally impaired. I so. don't disagree with that. Okay, okay yeah. The second one is compliant false confession, and that's when someone, like um, the, the girl in the first case... You're avoiding her name. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> she confessed to end an interrogation or to get some other benefit in exchange for the confession. Okay. And an example of... Another very famous example of this is the Central Park Jogger case. Oh, yeah. The five young boys yeah. who all confessed after a repeated and lengthy and very coercive... <laughs> Interrogations. We'll talk. I think we're going to talk about that one a little bit later. She thinks. She's not sure. She's going to wing it. (laughs) And then the last one is persuaded false confession. And that's when the person starts to believe they actually did commit the crime. They doubt their own memory, and they and they're um, easily persuaded by a person in authority. So and just gaslighted. You know what? Yeah, kind of. It's a little bit like. Recovered memories, where yes. you know, where the the, the therapist. Well, didn't your mm-hmm. uncle molest you? Are you sure your uncle? You know, whatever. It's not, not. It's a little more subtle than that. But they are, are, but they guide them into recovered memories. Are are you know the alien abduction, all those kinds of things. Like yeah, that. the ones that I've read, it's not necessarily recovered memory, because the people say, well, um, the you know my pastor says I must have done it, and and they say that you know that my dad believes I did it. So they rely on other people in I didn't authority. say it's recovery. I said it's the similar technique to recovery memory. I, I know, but... It was recovery okay. memory. But they usually actually never yeah. have a memory of it. I know. But it's, it's the technique. Someone's guiding you toward that answer. Yeah. And, um, and it's usually because the police lie. They literally will say they have evidence they don't have. They say they'll have something on videotape or that... Yeah, um, but to do the obvious devil's advocate... Which is, if you're not guilty, and a cop says, we know you're guilty, a real not guilty Bush would say, I guess I'm guilty. I mean, there's something... Yeah, you'll say, you will realize you're not guilty, but... Um, After 11 but hours. But if, if they say, oh my God, they have my DNA. Oh my God, they found my fingerprints. Those, you think... Juries rely on fingerprints, DNA, videotapes. These are all things police say they have as evidence against you. If you if you believe the police, 
then you and they say you know what you tell me we'll be lenient you can plead to assault rather than attempted murder and you'll only get three years versus 30. people many 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 people have taken those deals knowing they're not guilty but thinking the police have all this evidence yeah it happens all the time to people of color yeah not to white people i'm sure it does for white people of course it is yeah okay it's not a color thing it's a poor thing i'm sure it happens disproportionately more to people of color which often there's a high correlation in this country so anyway, so so in the persuaded one, you know, they doubt their own memory, blah blah blah, and they go ahead and and agree. Um, in the olden days, it was much more obvious and understandable. Through the nineteenth and early twentieth century, police routinely just tormented people. That's what the third degree means. I, don't, I didn't find out what actually the third degree means, but beating, kicking, burn. punching, something called sweat box, the water cure. Which I'm thinking is probably similar to waterboarding. So these also super fun. They do. Something Sweat called box. electric yeah. monkey. No, <laughs> okay. that sounds awesome like a lot of fun band. actually. Or yeah, be both. which or torturement? Which when I, I get, googled it, it's all kinds of fun stuff. It's a fun monkey. I can see that being a monkey with like a jacket on, but it's lighted yeah. like a lighter jacket. But any any like LED, LED lights all yeah, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Multicolored. Yeah, and they shock people. <laughs> Wait, what, so what was it? What was Electric Monkey? I don't know. I couldn't find it because then it took me to some like CIA torture website. Whoa. Torture techniques. That's probably on the right path. Monkey? Yeah. Huh. That kind of answers the question. I know. So oh, it's wow. probably something pretty bad. If you're an Electric Monkey out there, please tell us what you do to torture people and do false confessions. Thank you. I don't think it's a person who has the title, but like, no. I think it's a method. Snapchats. And then they talked about things that, you know, they, they would use, techniques they would use to not leave a mark, like a rubber hose. Yeah, rubber hoses are famous. Or telephone books. You ever see Falcon the Snowman? The uh, police used a telephone book and smacked it in the head because it didn't leave a mark, but it hurt like a bear. Why wouldn't it leave a mark? I don't know. Yeah, wouldn't it? didn't leave a mark. Why don't rubber hoses leave marks? They I don't get marks. it. So anyway, it's suffocation. Sure, um, doesn't leave a mark. Isolation and then yeah, sleep deprivation, which... You yeah, know, they continue to use those techniques today. Mm-hmm. And police are, are literally sent to special training schools to learn techniques of interrogation designed to manipulate the perceptions, reasoning, and decision making of that suspects. Is. America, I, you fucked up. I wouldn't trust anything anyone said under those conditions, though. You think you wouldn't, and most people think they wouldn't. I mean, we've seen plenty of 48 hours in Dateline. Sure. Where people are just and Palazon. so worn down. I love Palazon. Don't feel Maurice. Maurice oh, down. I've years, but Palazon's still out there doing it every day, working, doing a good job, looking <laughs> great, being smart. She's uh, and, always and, has great hair. And always great hair. And every episode she ends, she brings it back to the victim. And she always says, the beautiful young teenager was, you know, uh, even though often that's just not true. Rude. Uh, so anyway, we, we've seen lots of videotaped confessions where or interrogations where it's amazing that this person confessed remember yeah well yeah <laughs> the one in the Ferguson Missouri one that was one of one that's of, one but that was with a the friend are you going to talk about it or can I no go ahead his name is Ferguson 
Oh, what was Ryan Ferguson. Oh, you're right. You're right. It yeah. was in Missouri, though. How funny. I mix it up with the city. So yeah. Do you remember? It was St. Louis area, right? Somewhere uh, in St. Louis. Cause probably. Yeah. It was somewhere in St. Louis, and, um, or around St. Louis, and a newspaper guy got killed in the parking lot, and these and Ryan Ferguson and his stupid Halloween. friend were, in, I guess, somewhere in the vicinity. Some I can't remember how they got they got caught up with it. And the friend was was just so I guess almost like a drug actor or something like that. But he made a false confession with very little coercion at all. He really thought he did it and yes. he brought Ryan Ferguson into it and said we killed him I, I, in the parking lot. Ryan Ferguson spent something like ten years in jail uh, or even longer than that. Even longer. And it, and it's almost certain that that um, a colleague. At the newspaper of that of the victim is who did it. Yeah, he was seen out there. He had a grudge, uh, things like that. He like something about he, his belt was yeah, missing, and, and he was remember. hit with a belt. Yeah. I can't remember, but uh, there was there was it was pretty clear. And two things wrong: one, that he took the confession of this obviously disturbed young man, and two, they you know you stop there. They don't go after the the real uh, killer when they kind of. Yeah. That, I think that's one thing that leads to a lot of false a lot of police desire to false confessions is this is such a you want to close it asap you tend to you know latch on to someone you think did it and you just have tunnel vision and you forget everybody else and that's in yeah. the Ferguson case that seems like that's what happened and in set, and ryan ferguson has been exonerated he's out yes. of prison now and he had some tv show i don't know if he still does are a most of these false confessions for people being accused of murder because yeah. I mean, I get the feeling police wouldn't be that motivated to yes. coerce somebody into oh. confessing over, like, I don't know, a robbery. I'm sure they're or, motivated to well, force confessions in a lot of cases. Yeah, I bet you Jack's right. It seems like... I mean, a majority, but yeah. of course there are... But I mean, with... You jaywalk, you know you jaywalk. We have evidence to you jaywalk. <laughs> Just admit it, and we'll be leaning down. You'll be a $50 fine. Um, it's a $50 fine anyway. I think Still, it's, it's probably more common in more serious crimes, but... For like, like jaywalking, DNA exoneration, that kind of stuff. It takes a long time for yeah. those things to happen, and and a lot of times it's because the crime was committed before we had the the techniques to analyze DNA. So, so are false confessions less common now that we have those techniques? No, they're not less common, but a lot of times um, they are caught before the person uh-huh. goes to jail. Which uh-huh. is much better. Yes, the that. person is exonerated pre-conviction instead of post, you know, 20 years post-conviction. Because we already got that tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, uh, where am I? Let me see. Okay, so the Innocence Project exonerations. Mm-hmm. I like them. They, of course, mm-hmm. study, but here's some of their data. Yeah. 23% of the first uh, 225 exonerations were convicted based on false confessions. 77% were witness misidentification, yeah. um, which will be the subject of another podcast. Yeah, we got a lot to shit to talk about <laughs> eyewitnesses. We're going to call it Carrie's, crim- Carrie's Criminal Justice Corner. I like oh Carrie's Criminal Justice Corner. All case, all case, by the way. Oh my God. Oh my God. 52% were improper forensics, and 16% were based on informants. And um, if you are uh, whiz kid math you went way over by it's over him because many of them have more than one element to their false. Remember, remember though, the, it's a little misleading here in that there are only these are only cases that were overturned. 
So of course, okay. I'm just just you know. So I don't want to leave the impression that twenty twenty three percent of cases are false confessions. No, no, no. Because you no. Can, in general, just twenty three percent of these exonerations. These yeah, twenty three percent of bad convictions. Yes. So, and that's why it's very hard to. That's why I said it's hard to get the data. It's hard to, to get yeah. a true estimate yes. of how many false confessions there are because they can only base it on the exonerations. Well, I'm sure there are more. Maybe, maybe but not. But let's be fair. The vast, vast majority of confessions are good confessions or not yes. false confessions. I mean, let's be... Yeah. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Age is definitely a factor. Um, in one study of 125 proven false confessions, 35% were under the age of 18. So making a murderer's uh, nephew kind yep. of thing? Yeah. What's his name again? Like, oh, Brendan Dassey. Brendan Dassey is Dassie. The, the nephew. Yeah. 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 We've confessed falsely. Yes. We think falsely. Most people think falsely. Yeah. I mean, it looks like I've not seen it. I haven't either, but I know enough. Yeah. And it's pretty much been ruled on, and there's all kinds of, you know, legal rigmarole, mumbo-jumbo going on. He should have... I mean, they've yeah. already ordered him him released. With that grasp of the legal I terminology, I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, criminal justice corner, Carrie. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but he needs to be released. I don't know what's going on. I didn't... Um, I don't know the latest. I don't know. Is some kind of a Jerks. corpse involved? Is a dead In person? I don't know. Um, and it just makes sense that kids are more easily yeah. coerced kind of by dumb. authority figures. In an absolute yeah. sense, kids are pretty stupid. Kids yeah. are very smart, but they're also trusting and they believe people in authority. And they're also less secure in themselves. Yes. So yeah. they're going to doubt themselves a lot more. Except for the eighth graders who walked out on Paul Ryan photo op. Hell yeah, that's our future right there. You're not allowed to <laughs> You're not allowed. She's rolling over in her grave. She's dead? I'm kidding. So another thing similar to the whole age thing is cognitive and intellectual ability. So, you know... A.K.A. dumb kids. Yes. People on the lower end the of the IQ spectrum are also more easily influenced by authorities and, and um, more easily coerced into confessing. Yeah. And experts believe it's higher levels of compliance and suggestibility among these types of peoples. There are also several recent studies that suggest people with disorders like depression and ADHD Oh, shit. I didn't do it. Did you do it? I didn't do it. Did do it? I, I did it. I just I can't do that anymore. Yeah, just they have an increased patience. likelihood of falsely confessing to a crime. Not really sure why. Well, that's a very recent study. I mean, if you're being, oh, at least for ADHD, if you're being kept in one room for yeah. hours upon hours, you're that's probably true. really fucking anxious yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. you're already mentally You're already uh, predisposed to... Are drunk? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a question your perception of reality, so that way you'll be more easily convinced that you've done something that you haven't. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you talk like a human, please? <laughs> Sorry, I can't understand my beautiful pronunciation of words. Alright. <laughs> so, what's happened in... Pretend I have um, an accent. Really? No one cares. In the courtrooms across America, even though we have all of, you know this data and experts in false confessions, usually um, judges won't allow expert witness testimony yeah. about the possibility of false uh, confessions. You know, if it, if if a defense attorney is alleging Yeah, it's a false confession. My client was coerced into making a false confession. I want to introduce Dr. Uh, Leo, who is an expert from the University of San Francisco. He goes by his first name only. 
Um, no, Leo. Leo. I think it's like Edward Leo or something like that. Don't write it for me. Um, So usually, uh, courts have been denying even using an expert witness on false confessions. And here's what they say. They don't think it would aid the jury. (laughs) They think juries already know that false confessions exist. That's dumb. And they don't... And that if... um, and that they're also they're already capable of understanding that's, why a statement made to the police might be unreliable. That's phenomenally stupid. I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. anecdotally, I, I, yeah. It's only a few years ago that I realized how common false confessions were. I always had, I think, the predisposition that most Americans have, which is, come on, if you're what I said a minute ago, which is if you know you, yeah. you didn't do it, you're never going to confess. That's crazy because you think you're yourself. I would never confess yes. in a million years. I don't care what kind of pressure they brought on me and how long they kept me there and how long they didn't give me a nice diet coke. Mm-hmm. And I was thirsty, oh but I wanted a diet coke because I was thirsty and they wouldn't give me one. And then I said I'd do it just to get a diet coke. That, yeah. But but most people think that's impossible. In reality, it's very common, so it's stupid. Yeah. Um, yes. And I know because I used to think the same thing. I would too. never falsely confess to something that I've done, but I've never been in a police interrogation situation, so, you know, maybe Jack knows. <laughs> maybe I would. <laughs> yeah, maybe more people know that now, post-making a murderer, because that shit spread like wildfire real quick, so now I feel like a lot of people, a lot more people than before are at least cognizant. Maybe, but, still. but I still, still like, to be in a jury. Stupid assumption to me. There should be. I still wouldn't assume as a juror, yeah. or, you know, any regular person out there that they would know all this yeah now. unless they've listened to our podcast that's Ooh. true get so, woke america and the rest of the world yeah open your eyes some federal appeals courts have been allowing it allowing the testimony um but state courts are split they believe that the research is too new and it's too recent and um you know like it's just a theory so allowing it is it's like premature it's, yeah. it's not ready yet it's just a theory yeah, like so evolution is just the theory. Supposed to wait until there's more research and there's more. Evidence they don't care. Whatever, like yeah, they don't care. Put more people that in way. jail. Gives them more money. Yeah, this has also come up in cases. Um, gives them more money. I don't know. No, <laughs> gives them. <laughs> where people have been accused of ritualistic sexual abuse. Speak. There's this case in Louisiana where I think it was like in the 2000s. Louisiana. Louisiana. Um, a man was accused of raping his two young sons after being, because the two young sons, after being um, questioned or, you know, like a session with like a forensic psychologist or whatever, they said, yeah, our dad did this to us and, and other members of our church did these things with us and other kids too. So it became this big, huge, like a satanic panic kind of thing. What year was this? Like, like 2006 or something like that, 2005, 2004, something like that. In the 2000s. Mm, they missed that wave. Mm-hmm. And, um... How come Lizzie McGuire didn't do an episode on this? I don't know. Are you sure she didn't? I've seen every single episode, Dean. <laughs> Maybe that was the episode they wouldn't air, because it just got too real. Maybe. So their dad, he confessed. And he... This was a persuaded Oh, I do remember that. Confession. I do remember that, yeah. And he um, he said he didn't remember doing it. Yeah. But, you know, these powerful people in his church said he did it. And other people, other people in the church who were also being accused of it and arrested. And, you know, it, it, it was like mass hysteria. 
where because honestly the whole satanic ritualistic church abuse yeah. of children i mean it was ridiculous it's just some bullshit and so i think a lot of them gave persuaded um false confessions maybe we'll do a podcast case. about that someday perhaps <laughs> we will funny so um when it got and so they actually said his cannot be a persuaded um false confession because he walked into the police department and confessed that he did it voluntarily the police didn't coerce him the police didn't question him they didn't keep him in a room for 10 hours because he wasn't persuaded by the police he was persuaded by his church yeah. and okay. you know all well, those people they, did they pers- they kind of persuaded the children they questioned the children yeah and i don't know i don't know how how the children got into the clutches of that psychologist it is an odd from a police perspective, though, they didn't coerce the confession. No, they didn't. I'm not saying that well, no, yeah. you shouldn't have redressed, but they didn't. The police didn't do it. Technically. So True. how are they to know or rely on that? You know what I mean? Put, put it the other way. What if everybody who does confess, rightfully, truthfully confesses, can get their, and that's, that's, that's an important part of the evidence against them, not the only part, but an important part, if they can just get that thrown out because they say they're coerced by not even the police, then, you know, confessions yeah. are worthless. Yeah. So. No, you're right. And that's why, um, with, for instance, in Israel, the, the law in Israel with confessions is you can't the police and courts can't rely just on a confession they have to have other corroborating evidence that this person committed the crime and it can't be evidence that they got from his the so-called confession it has to be independent evidence that seems almost too extreme in other words if i say if i didn't really do it or if i if you're challenging if i'm challenging the coerciveness of my confession confession but i in that confession i did give you real evidence that i did it why that seems crazy not to use that evidence i don't remember what the um what the situation they gave was but it's not like that all right sounds like that from how you just described it that seems nuts yeah i know where the body is and and the body's there that's strong evidence that you really indeed do it even if you were being you know yeah coerced it's in other not ways, like whatever. that it made sense you know I mean? but i didn't even feel like writing were... it down <laughs> i think i know i think i know what you mean i think you're crazy anywho back to the louisiana thing louisiana Chris. we don't go home. i like popeyes um so blah 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 he was convinced he was guilty even though he didn't remember doing it blah 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 was his lawyer um yeah both the trial and appellate courts did not allow expert testimony on false confessions and in his case his attorneys wanted to use um a man named dr offshe o-f-s-h-e and he is an expert not only in coercent coerced um confessions and false confessions but also the whole satanic ritualistic abuse Baloney. Which is freaky. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> so, um, his children, when they got to court and were asked to testify, they said it never happened. <laughs> the truth comes out. That the kids were basically coerced, like, not being threatened or whatever, but, you know, kids, especially in um, potential sexual abuse cases, kids are, kids are easily... Um, persuaded to to say things to say what the adults that they're talking to yeah, want them yeah, to say yeah. 
not because they're afraid they're you know going to get in trouble or beaten or whatever, but but kids want to please adults. That was the basis of the entire satanic panic. Yes, was kids being yeah manipulated by horrible, horrible you know fake psychologists yep. and the like, and 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 law enforcement too. But mostly it was these idiots, you know, satanic expert types yeah. who. And in those cases, depression. I believe the police thought that what they were doing was right. I believe mm, in, a, in a lot think, of cases, cases yeah. they thought there were these horrific crimes being perpetrated yeah. on these poor innocent children, and you know, they were doing the right thing. And a lot of the um, researchers into false confessions believe this too. But, and they call right. it like a no, like a, a the noble something about I, what the police are doing. I agree, but oh, not noble. not all the time. But, but no. Bakersfield DA was just a sack yes. of shit, oh, and he was ruining lives for political yes. benefit. But like the police genuinely believe this person is guilty. They did it, so maybe we'll cut a few corners. Maybe yeah. you know, I'll I know. I'll promise some leniency. Maybe you know, like you know, I know this isn't technically right, but you know. I'm I'm just trying to get them to say they did it. You know, just trying to get yeah. them to confess. So, but it's still I'm sure, right. Yeah, I'm I mean, not sure. Still, a lot of times, it's it's genuine. It's motivated by uh, what they think a search for the what they think is the truth. Yes, but I, there's a lot of detectives that are just plain assholes. Like in the case of of the 16 year old girl. I mean, I saw the tape. He's yelling at her. He's pounding on the table. He's throwing things around. You know, calling her a liar—that's not—that's not a nice person who thinks they're doing the right thing. Because if, you don't have to do that if you if you think you're doing the right thing. Well, he killed. He still could have thought he's doing the right thing. He's just his technique is wrong. Yeah, he's just a belligerent piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, but he still could. Have, he still could have really genuinely thought she was guilty. Well, he's she did stupid. It. See, if you, but see, in my mind, if you genuinely so, think. No, that this person is guilty, and I just need to keep talking to them to get them to confess, then why lie? Why lie and say you have evidence that you don't have? To me, that means you're not as sure as you think you are. I don't think so. But you're just... I don't believe they think they're getting false confessions. No. I think they just don't know. So they're going to lie and lie and lie and break down that person until they finally tell the truth. Lying about what evidence you have doesn't necessarily mean you don't think you're right. It's just an. E- it makes it more likely. It's easier. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, in their mind, it's a smart technique to get a confession. Well, a legitimate, real confession. Either way, they may think they're right, but they don't have any reason to think they're right because they don't truly have any evidence. Is well, what I mean by that. Not, 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 not again. That doesn't doesn't follow. They could have two or three bits of evidence. They know it's not enough, but they get that confession. They exaggerate what evidence they have. That's not uncommon. That's that that happens. All the time on Law and Order on SCB. TV. And, uh, <laughs> I know, and, it, there, and it's absolutely horrible for our justice system, and it shouldn't be legal. Yeah, I agree. You should not be permitted to lie as a law enforcement officer Mm-mm. ever. For this very reason, that's probably been a main contributing factor to very many false confessions because people think there's all this evidence against them. Yeah, I suppose I don't know. I'm not convinced one way or the other yet. Okie dokie. Um, there's another case. Oh, and, and then um, another thing after exonerations is, well, can people then sue and get um, compensation for, um, you know, because when you're wrongfully convicted, lots of times you can get compensation for, mm-hmm. for being in prison for 20 years for something you didn't do. 
And so one of the questions is... Sounds if, like you're angry at the number 20. Angry. No, the, you, at the number 20, it sounds like, specifically. <laughs> if you falsely confess, are you eligible? Because you confessed. It's not our fault. Um, but um, have you heard of the Beatrice Six case? No. Anybody? Six piece, pe- six people. Whoa, you six almost said six piece chicken. Six piece chicken meal with a large jack of pepper and a large They're probably made by Beatrice because that company makes everything. So maybe that's what it means. You heard no, of Beatrice? Nobody knows Beatrice. Yeah. Remember, they, they used to have commercials, but I don't know, 80s, 90s? Yeah. But, uh, Beatrice, of it. all the shit they made, it was like the plastic in your airplane seat, the soup uh, that you eat. A, uh, and they made, er- and yes, we're Beatrice. Yeah, we're Beatrice. I've, I've heard really jokes about every, it. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Sorry, we don't know what that is. Why would they do that? It's not a good thing that we know you make soup and plastic products. I remember being baffled, though. Like, who the... What's Beatrice? No one heard of them. They wanted to be known all of a sudden. So there's this massive national campaign. So, in the Beatrice... Remind me of Beatrice... This is it's a place well, called Beatrice. Beatrice sponsor, but unless you want to go not like then we'll do like yeah. we'll do drop-ins. What do you have? What do you get right now? I'm just having a little bit of Beatrice soup right now. As a matter of well, fact, oh, chair. Aren't you guys going to uh, fly soon? Maybe you'll fly on the plastic made by Beatrice. Oh, let me, let me put in some quick Beatrice insulin. Whoa. Queens are plastic, Jack. The plastic, oh my god. We <laughs> just talked about the plastic in the seat. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a Go false confession. Anyhow, 1985 <laughs> in Beatrice, Nebraska. Uh, six people confessed to the brutal rape and murder of a woman. One of these people, her name was Ada Taylor. She was told during an interrogation that one of the other suspects, who was a friend of hers, yeah. had implicated her. And one of the sheriffs who was involved in her interrogation had been her psychologist Whoa. prior to the case. What? what? Wait, psychologist? Yeah. Seriously? Weird. This is Beatrice Nebraska, Nebraska in the 80s. I'm a dog catcher, psychologist, I'm a cop, I don't know why I have a southern accent, because I'm from Nebraska and I shouldn't, and a corn farm. And so, he's there, she trusts him, he's sure. her psychologist, he knows about her mental and illness issues. Yeah, yes. it is, it is, and yeah. pastor. And, and he believed she was guilty. Mm. It was very clear. And he was very nice. He was friendly. This wasn't one of those threatening kind of coercive interrogations. But he was nice. And it was, you know, he was going to help her and yada, yada, yada. And um, so she believed it. So this was a, hers was a persuaded false mm. confession. And um, so she was convicted, and she was exonerated, of course, with using DNA evidence after 20 years. And so 20 then... 20 years. 20 years. Oh, God. So, was she in prison? Yeah. I... So her lawyers, you know, wanted to get her compensation from the state, and they had to prove that she believed she was guilty and that she didn't knowingly make false statements in her confession. So that's how they get around that thing. Mm-hmm. You have to... You, it can't be a coerced false confession. I mean, oh, you have to. Really? I know. Yeah. That seems. You have to have believed it. At why? least under Nebraska law. Yeah. Because under Nebraska law, if you make false statements, you're not eligible for oh, compensation. I see. I, see. I guess yeah. I can see so that. So, in other words, that makes sense. So, they don't want to give compensation to those per- people who go in there and make crazy confessions. Yeah. Right? That, yeah, I can see that. But or like the half-ten killer, kids. if she had yeah. ended up getting convicted, yeah. she confessed, you know, to um, protect her sister. Yeah. So, you know, if I they had ended up 
figuring it out and convicting the sisters. We will call those the Lifetime Movie Channel Confessions. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Makes sense. No, for it. He's calling from inside the house confessions. <laughs> okay. So. That's a movie thing. Is it? Um, I don't yeah, think it was. Trope. Yeah, yeah. Are really? you serious, girl? Ain't you ever seen a Lifetime movie? I don't know. Obviously I not. It's a good chance I haven't. To me, Lifetime movie tropes involve he's gone from inside the house and a group of teen- teenagers accidentally kill someone. Ooh. That and also they do a the lot rock. of spousal abuse. Which you is, watch, yeah, <laughs> you watch really it for freaky. entertainment. I suppose people watching for all the sex. Whoa! <laughs> the titillation. What? That was a joke. Lifetime. They don't do that, do they? No, okay. not really. Hallmark. How much Hallmark for nudity? <laughs> Um, so anyway, out of all this research, ha- has become have come ways to prevent false confessions. All right. The most obvious would be to record entire interrogations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and Audio and hold video. on one second. The Beecher Six. Did they convict the other five? Also, yes. Were they guilty? No. Oh, all six it was were six false confessions. Yes. Damn, that's a lot. Did they all? Well, no, just that one confess. Did the others confess? I don't know if they all confessed. Oh, no, yeah. I wonder if her confession confession. Uh, them, Implicated the other, the other five. Possibly, I don't know. Mm. Would that should that be enough? Mm. One because one. one of the other people implicated her. Oh yeah. So it's like a train of false confessions. Yeah. Well. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, they ended up finding DNA from a completely unrelated person. Mm. Good. Mm. Mm. So, uh, so if they re- if they record if they record the entire interrogation, it would prevent things like the Brendan Dassey case because. Even though the Jesse case was recorded, what <laughs> it should because one thing that can She's do. Herself up. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know why. One thing that can do miscarriage of justice is determine because you know when you confess, they want you to tell, give them details, yes. like prove yes. that you know how many times did you hit her on the head mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of saying how did how did you kill them? Why did you use the red scarf? Yeah, I don't know why. There wasn't a red scarf. And after your wrong. uncle slit her throat, what did you do? How did you tie her, you know, ankles to the bedpost? Those kinds of things. Those were the ways that they got Brendan Dassey. They fed him yeah, details fed him. of the case. Yeah. So you tied her. So did you? Did you use string when you tied her ankles to the bedpost? Yeah. <laughs> no, really I used yarn. It is because those. But see, they think they because the the guy he asked Brendan like ten different ways. And then Brenda didn't know because he wasn't there. He didn't have anything to do with it. And so finally the interrogator got, her. got upset and said, okay, I'll just say it. Really? You hit her in the head and so then that, what? Or something like that. That's never be yeah. No kidding. Really that's why they should her. have it on tape. They did. they did. Well, no, I know, but in general. <laughs> yes. That's why it should be required to always I know. record that shit. It's crazy. That's what Carrie thought was so hilarious. They did have it on tape, and he's still confused. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Brandon was saying ridiculous stuff like they cut her hair and, you know, stuff that doesn't make sense until the cop finally said, this is what you did. Yeah. Right, yeah, and yeah. It was obvious right. that he wasn't there. He had no idea what happened yeah. to her. Yep. Yeah. And the funny thing is, all of those details, nobody knows. Because the body was burned, they don't know how she was killed, they don't know where she was killed, because they didn't find any evidence, so it's all stupid. This is turning into a main I know. (laughs) So, it can also prevent interrogators from threatening more severe punishments, like the death penalty, in order to get them to confess in exchange for lesser sentences or a lesser charge, which is is a common thing. I was going to say, that's that's pretty routine, isn't it? That they start to maybe bargain. But can't only the process. DA do that? Yeah. Ultimately, Police can't. Their decision. Yeah. Yes. Police but. can't do that. 
In fact, in one case, I don't. Oh, um, one case that I read about, a kid um, confessed, and the police had promised him immunity, wow. and the DA after they didn't see all of the they didn't know about all of the interrogations they only knew about the ones that were videotaped and they got mad because they believed he lied about something so they took away his immunity and he was convicted of murder so it doesn't matter what the police promise they can't promise it yeah they have no authority yeah because the da can always take it away the thing is uh, yeah but the thing is you have to be i mean you have more prevention techniques no. or because we have to be a little bit careful or a lot of bit careful on that you don't completely defang law enforcement from being able, being able to get i mean to get confessions because you have to i mean confessions are rarely tr- truthful confessions are rarely freely given so there's well, some yeah you know you have to allow leeway in the questioning process yes because that's why they're questioning but you know what we've also seen plenty of videotaped interrogations and confessions with very nice detectives mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talking nicely to suspects and uh, in most cases sitting you know where they and they're successful they just sit back and let the person ramble yeah people if they're guilty they might they like to talk and they might eventually just hang themselves i i, I agree yeah techniques can be that's one way they do prevention and, and just better techniques mm-hmm. and a better interrogate interrogatory that's a word shut up <laughs> Techniques uh, and yeah, because I, 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 you know, it's like it's like the argument of, of torture in yes. the CIA and whatnot. It, most sense. most experts think that torture leads to false confessions. That is to say, bad data, bad intelligence. Um, yeah. Whereas better techniques, better training, exactly yield better evidence, better I agree. data. Yeah. yeah. If our law enforcement wasn't so shitty, maybe our hey, confessions hey, hey. wouldn't be either. We that, had a lot that's of problems. not fair. I think that's that's a, a way too sweeping up a statement. I I, I think that okay, I, white man. No, here's the thing, because we hear about yes. the false confessions where the, the law enforcement did a shitty job or, or a coercive job. You don't hear of the thousands and thousands and thousands of cases where that didn't happen. You're right. That's why. However, we have a lot of shitty aspects about our law enforcement system. I am yeah. No, no question, I mean, but I mean the fact, but it's not the norm. The fact that. Lots of people have lost lots of parts of their lives. Yes, I agree. Being wrongfully convicted. That's never okay. No, I I completely agree. Yeah. And that should be better techniques, better training, and consequences when you do that thing. I've I've said that for a long time. There should be consequences to to bad policing. And it doesn't seem like, I mean, not just, you know. Not paid leave. No, yeah, I I mean, but not not just, I mean, if it's just bad place and that that brings bad results, there should be consequences. Like killing people. Yeah. Even even below that level. Yeah. (laughs) A little less serious than that even. Yeah, Yeah. like this. I mean, there's no consequences. And, you know, in most of these cases, the police never acknowledged that what they did was wrong. And there's never, there are never any consequences and, and. you know, which that seems to be as usual. the norm with law enforcement. There seems to be a huge reluctance. Oh my god! To admit responsibility. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. For anything. It's usually so long after the fact in in these cases. Yeah. You know, the actual offending detectives aren't there and they're retired, they're dead, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that part is probably just human nature. That's to any, any organization, well, not just law enforcement. You always hear about in law enforcement. There's like the brotherhood. Like you don't yes. snitch on your brother. That makes it that much is, much worse. Yeah, it's it's really counterproductive. The worst to thing, the only thing that helps is bad cops. Is wait what? The only thing, the blue wall. In other words, you you know, the, the only blue the people that helps the blue wall uh, science uh, uh, are the bad cops. It doesn't help the good yes. cop who did the right thing. One hundred percent. Yeah. It just helps the bad cop, and that's that's it's just a horrible, horrible, uh, just a it's, a it's a systemic problem with with, with again with yeah. organizations, but especially with law enforcement because you know there is that element of they're they're in it it's like what's the, like under siege nonstop. Yes. It's worse. Yeah. It's even more than that because they are they have to rely on each other to survive on the streets. So you know there's a, a, a militaristic element to it. Yeah, yeah, but it does sort of. But it is a lot of yeah no, but the end result is virtually all negative. And yeah. toxic masculinity. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> They're throwing out buzzwords. You okay? I mean, it's akin to that in the military too. It's the same yeah, thing. for sure. I have other cases, but yeah, it's kind of gone long. Yeah, but you know, it, <laughs> if if you're interested in looking into these, um, one of the cases was the Central Park Five yeah. thing, and that one was just timely because. Asshole Donald Trump wrote op-eds and called for the death penalty for them. And what a fucker! So he had a and flunky write an op-ed, write words on paper. No, because it was so poorly written. I know Trust he me, wrote even it. Even his flunky can't write. Take my word for it. His op-ed, John Miller, and then also his <laughs> John uh, Barron. Yeah, John Barron. But he said multiple names. Huh? He also took a full-page <laughs> ad out. Trump did. Yes. About the Central Park Five? Yes. Did he really? So he paid for it, and he probably typed it himself because it was typed poorly. There no, were typos sure in it. Sure, he paid for it. That he... It was poorly uh, formatted. It was ridiculous. I mean, this, this was in the, like, 89 or something really? like that. So I used Comic Sans? Jeez. No, it was, like, <laughs> Times New Roman. That's what everybody used. So, you know, a standard typewriter. I know. Kerry, Jack really wasn't trying to find out the font. I know. Okay, you understand? But so anyway, and those guys were um, exonerated because of DNA evidence, but only after they had DNA evidence, and obviously they couldn't have tested it at the time because the crime occurred in 1989, I think. But um, but they had DNA evidence, and they kept it, obviously. Good and. But a serial rapist came forward. This was, it was a jogger in Central Park who was uh, brutally raped and beaten. She didn't die. Um, she was in like a coma for twelve days or whatever, Ooh. and she's fine now. But um, septal. Well, I don't know about that. Fine now. Yeah, she is. Fine. She's doing better. Yeah, let's just say that she's doing she well. recovered. Yes, she recovered. But so anyway, um, so they did find. Which doesn't make you. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. In this case, not mm-hmm. so much. Oh. So they found DNA evidence. But these five young boys, 14 to 16 is yeah. how old they were. And they were given sentences from seven years to 13 years. And um, so after, I think they had, like the 13th year, the, the real uh, rapist came forward. I think he was already in prison for something else. It's just, it was just one guy? Yeah, one guy. Serial rapist had done the same thing like two days earlier Jeez. in in. I don't know if it was in Central Park, but it was in that area of Manhattan. And so so then to 
um, verify his claims. They they tested the DNA evidence that they had, and he did it. And he said, you know, I don't know any of those boys. I did this all by myself. Hmm. So, um, so fuck Donald Trump, basically. Yeah. So they well. That's your takeaway. That's your takeaway from everything, honestly. So they're wrong. They're obviously adults now. They were suing the city for fifty-two million dollars each. Damn. I think. Jesus Christ! Okay, okay, that's excessive. That's going to broke the city. Well, Jesus. obviously, they you know they didn't. Yeah. It never went to a trial, but so they settled for I think like forty million total, and it it equated to a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Or each person was in prison, so they would get from seven million to thirteen million dollars each. I don't think they've ever it's ever been paid out. Oh, really? Because I think the city is there's all kinds of legal what's okay. it called? Well, Bobo Jumbo rigmarole. We're getting yeah. pretty far from false confessions. <laughs> I know. But so um but even Donald Trump, you know, when the they were doing the settlement, he was incensed that the taxpayers would have to pay um, like he would fucking like he ever paid a tax in his life because like an those, idiot. those boys weren't angels. They didn't exactly have the past of angels. Fuck that bullshit. Well, so I they deserve to be convicted for something. Yeah, in prison for thirteen years for something they didn't do. It's quality out. Mm-hmm. You orange tangerine. Monster. Well, maybe um, you can put on uh, Facebook or a website or something like that some of the cases that we didn't sure. talk about. Sure. Let's <laughs> just Us? pretend you're going to do that. <laughs> Literally, we're uplifting. With the I will PMA. do it. Okay. And the other, yeah. yeah. How dare you? There's all kinds of videos. I mean, if oh. if you're so inclined, you can watch all kinds of interrogation videos on YouTube. Mm, no gracias. Don't really want to. That's what I call it. Nice. But you do that. <laughs> you did that. Did a podcast about it. So we've done it too. Yeah. There you go. Okie dokies. All right. Anything else, anyone? No. Well, Donald you know. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> We no no we know what we better do a weird bit next time that's kind of a palate cleanser. It's something something upbeat. Fuck Donald Trump. Shut up. That's not a beat. That makes me sad. Yeah. But we'll sure. do a, okay. Look, what? Uh, no, we'll, we'll bring some afterwards. No, not goat names. Okay, go, <laughs> goat g- names. Give, give give the people a few goat names. Go. Um. Oh, I have a list on my phone. No, it's just off the cliff. Off the Mister Marigold. No, that's good. Um, I like that. Name I like that. that. Exactly, but that cat is... Do you have a goat and a cat named that? That cat is in... Mason Gat is a part hybrid goat and cat? Smidgen. Smidgen's good? <laughs> Catman. Babushka. Mm, that's sense. more than a few. Pebbles. Ooh, Mugatu, like Will oh, Ferrell's yes, character. Yes, yes, I like that. Um, Debette Goldery. What? That's, that's um, a... the reoccurring character on SNL that Kit McKinnon plays of like the old actress. I don't know who you're talking about. And they, they, have... And they have like actress roundtables and they're like, oh, you know, as a woman, it's so difficult and... You know, we don't get paid as much. And she goes, yeah, and all the opiates. I know what you're... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fritters. Anyway. I know what she's talking about. It's, it's really good. funny. Don't, don't waste them all here. Oh, okay, Save okay. them for the next one. Follow all right. Us. Go ahead. Where, where we're at? Uh, Weird World Pod on Twitter. Weird World Podcast. Rockway. Rockway. Why am I doing this? Why are you, you always talking do? for Because you've had a lot of wine. Pod. <laughs> on Facebook. Podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for the input. And, and Weird World Podcast at, at gmail.com. Yes, that's it. And Twitter? She's I did that. Oh, you did that? Okay, at how about. World what's our website? Google. We have a website. It's your name. I forget. Find the Google. Google. It's deanworley.com. Is it really? Yes. Okay, do that. That's our website. Carrie's going to put oh. some uh, stuff, stuff on there. No, uh, on the Facebook page. All of our oh, podcasts are on there. Okay. Check our Facebook page on Twitter. Rate and review on. The iTunes. Love us. And everywhere else. All right. Yeah, you can rate us on Stitcher. 
All of them. They all have some rating system. Probably. I don't think they do. They do all that fun stuff. Tell your friends. Really? Some of them. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we're sounding, we're sounding needy here. Okay. <laughs> well, we gotta be. Give us needy. money. Don't forget to sure. snack. Just kidding. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Deuces.